Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Happy Tuesday. What a blessing. I'm so happy I get to be with you. And it's Thanksgiving week here in America. And uh, I know we have a lot of listeners in Europe. So you probably all know by now that Thanksgiving is the biggest family holiday that we have in the year in the United States. So a lot of people getting ready to travel and be with their families. And I'm up in Cambria, California, and I've rented a house uh, by the ocean with my precious prayer partners, a few of my precious prayer partners, my BFFs. And uh, we're having a, a lovely time doing some work, some downtime, lots of prayer, meditation time, contemplation, walking. And it's also my birthday week. My birthday is on Thanksgiving. So, yeah, my my mother knew, you know, just like M- M- Mary's knew that she was going to have a son who's a savior. My mom knew that I was going to have... Uh, that she was going to have a baby who needed a lot of help and a lot of appreciation in order to feel good about herself. So uh, my birthday is often on Thanksgiving. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. I am not comparing my mother or myself to Jesus and Mary. Although what Jesus and I have in common is we're both truly interested in attaining the Christ presence in our lifetime (laughs) and sharing the benefits with everyone. So we got that going on. All right, I think it's time to pray. We'll be better off if I pray. (laughs) So let's take a breath of love and gratitude together and place our hand on our heart. Breathing deeply, we're grateful and thankful. So grateful and so thankful for the love of God revealing itself in our life and in our heart. So grateful and so thankful to say yes to the unlimited, unprecedented love that we already are. We're already holy. We can't get any holier than we already are. So we're surrendering any idea that we might be a disappointment to God or to our family or to ourselves. We're surrendering any idea that we have somehow lost our way and we can't get back. We're opening our hearts and minds to the higher Holy Spirit self and we're accepting that divine goodness is what we are. We already are the Christ presence and we're having a full realization of that in our life right now. Surrendering all thoughts of lack and attack, surrendering all disappointments, regrets and resentments. Anything that could prevent us from knowing the truth that sets us free, we place it on the holy altar fire of divine love and accept the truth of our spiritual nature is that we are the love of God. We are the wholeness of God. We are the freedom of God. We are already there. And we are grateful and thankful to know this truth, to accept this truth, and to live it as our very life. We share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we joyfully allow it to be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Let's take that breath. So grateful. 
Yes. In chapter 11, God or the ego, in the text it says, The cornerstone of God's creation is you, for his thought system is light. Yes. It also does say, uh, just below that, it says, Remember the rays, this, these are the sacred flames, the sacred rays, that are there unseen. The more you approach the center of God's thought system, the clearer the light becomes. The closer you come to the foundation of the ego's thought system, the darker and more obscure becomes the way. Yet, even the little spark in your mind is enough to lighten it. Bring the light fearlessly with you and bravely hold it up to the foundation of the ego's thought system. Be willing to judge it with perfect honesty. Open the dark cornerstone of terror on which it rests and bring it into the light. There you will see that it rested on meaninglessness and that everything of which you have been afraid was based on nothing. My brother, you are part of God and part of me. When you have at last looked at the ego's foundation without shrinking, you all have also looked upon ours. So, then he says a little bit later, I will lead you to your true father who hath need of you as I have. Will you not answer the call of love and joy? So, this week our show is on disappointment, healing disappointment. And uh, I've been really focusing on the things that, for me, were tremendous suffering. And I, I'm, I really carried so many suffering burdens. And they related to my family. And when I started studying A Course in Miracles, I decided to give all my relationships, all of them, to the Holy Spirit for healing. So if you've studied the sections in the text on holy relationship, and by the way, I did an entire month on relationship, February 2012, and you can get that entire, you can get the entire archive, uh, well over a hundred shows at iTunes or at the Unity site. So one of the easiest ways to get them is if you don't have iTunes, it's a free software. You can just Google it and download it. Works on a PC or a Mac and uh, works on your smartphones and things like that. And one of the great things about this radio show, of course, it's all free and you can get the podcast. And I know a lot of people still don't know what a podcast is. I'm going to just take a moment and explain it to you. So if you've ever subscribed to a magazine or a newspaper, uh, every time they publish one, they send it to you in the mail or put it on your doorstep. Well, that's what it's like to subscribe to a podcast. Every time an episode is published, meaning it's available and ready for you to listen to or download, uh, it shows up in your computer if you subscribe to the podcast. So a podcast is like an audio subscription. And what's great then is every time you open iTunes, and I know there are other softwares, but I don't know anything about them. But whenever you open iTunes, it will go and hunt for whether or not there's a new episode of the show. And uh, on your smartphone and things like that, I think you have to ask it to hunt. But it's very simple. I, I like having a podcast. So what was excruciatingly hard for me was dealing with the disappointments, the regrets, and the resentments in my family. And when it came to fam- to holiday time, it would always come up. It would all, it was be like I was re-experiencing it again and again and again. And I now know that I would often go into the holidays 
literally expecting to be disappointed. And I will own it. I actually can feel that in those past days, that expectation would be sometimes by the ego, it felt like I am looking forward to being disappointed. I'm looking forward to having more evidence that I am misunderstood, more evidence that I am truly separate from my loved ones. I am separate from appreciation. I am separate from the good. I am separate from happiness. And so, because these were the ego beliefs that I bought into, I would experience the expectation of disappointment, of more hurt, more experiences of resentment and regret. And so I would literally go into those family and holiday gatherings with an expectation to be hurt again. I'd be looking for it, watching for it, because I was vigilant for the ego. And I didn't know it, but I was literally calling forth, bringing forth, creating these continuous hamster wheel, stuck like fly peeper, in the upset, the regret, the disappointment. I was looking to be right about how wrong I was, how wrong my family was. So I would say things like, I'm never going to do that. Or I would say things like, they always disappoint me. And whenever there's those words, never and always, uh, sometimes it refers to the truth because truth is eternal. But if, if it, when it's situations and things like that, then it's the ego. So what I can remember so clearly is going into those situations with an expectation of being hurt, being disappointed, being misunderstood. And now what I can see was, of course, my thoughts combined with my beliefs are a power that can literally move mountains. So I was re-experiencing and re-experiencing and re-experiencing my belief system. Of course I was. That's what we all do. There's no way around that. So that's why in my classes, we work on shifting the belief system. And the good news is, is because the ego's belief system, that whole thought system of the ego, isn't true. It actually can come down pretty quickly. And that's what I'm discovering with a couple of years of concerted effort and attention, you can have extraordinary healing, really extraordinary healing. But it does require vigilance. It does require commitment, dedication, and devotion, which the ego will constantly try to sabotage you in maintaining but that's why I, I love doing the classwork together because a group of two or more who are gathered together in the name and the nature of the Christ presence for a year, two years, three years. Oh my goodness. It's miraculous what we can do. So the ego will tell you that you don't have what it takes. And what I learned to do was to say to the ego, honey, you have no idea what you're talking about. Of course I have what it takes. In case you haven't noticed, I am doing this. It's happening now. I am one with the one. I am partnered up with the higher Holy Spirit self. And today I am undoing the ego. So you can say I don't have what it takes, but you, you're insane. It's so obvious. Anyone can see it. I am doing it now. And just because I fall down on a daily basis does not mean I do not have what it takes because what it takes is the ability and the willingness to get up again and to dust yourself off, to hold no judgment. There's no need of forgiveness if you're not holding any judgment. 
If you judge yourself, well, then you can forgive yourself. You release that judgment. That's what forgiveness is. And then you carry on. And that's what I've learned to do, and it's amazing. Being afraid seems to be involuntary, something beyond your own control. This is Jesus in the fear and conflict section in uh, chapter 2. Yeah, it seems to be involuntary. But fear is actually the byproduct of choosing to judge yourself or anyone else. So the end of fear is the end of judgment. That's why my year-long class, Masterful Living, we focus on really healing the judging mind. Healing that mind. And again, as I said, it's extraordinary what we can accomplish. What I remember is that in my holiday experiences, I would get so angry. I would literally have such a rage. And I would express that at my family. I would express it at myself. I would express it at myself by drinking too much and eating too much. Trying to to deaden how I felt. And I would also, I can remember smoking, smoking a lot too when I was a smoker. And I would just be waiting in expectation for the disappointments, for the the stupid moves. You know, judging everything, stupid, bad, wrong, uh, disappointing. And I would be watching for them to do the things that hurt so much. I would be watching to see if they remembered the things that hurt so much. And they would, it, it was like how sometimes when you have a sore in your mouth or on your body, you just keep touching it and touching it, even though it hurts. And sometimes even when it really, really hurts, you touch it and just to feel that pain. The ego knows it's alive when it feels pain. Because pain is of the ego. So what I learned to do, and it was not easy for me, my friend. Oh, I've got to share with you that it was so not easy for me. But I love this section right before Fear and Conflict in Chapter 2. It's page 28 in my book, Section 5. It says right at the end there, I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. So this is the thing that we can carry into our holidays. And rather than carry the expectation expectation of disappointment, we can carry a willingness to be a healing presence. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do, because he who sent me will direct me. So this is what I've learned to do, is to go into those gatherings, those situations and circumstances, the holiday parties, taking the higher Holy Self with me. I don't need to go it alone. I'm one with the one. Infinite love walks with me and as me. And I've learned that in these situations where there's a huge backlog of regret and resentment and hurt and guilt and shame and blame, fear and frustration, all of that upset that's unhealed, And we go into it with the expectation of being disappointed and being hurt again, wounded again. That we can offload that and say, higher self, holy self, holy spirit self, lead, guide, and direct me. This moment, this day, this year, I declare I am willing to have a totally different experience. I am willing to be the healing fulcrum point 
in my life, in my family, in my workplace. I am willing to step up and to fully embrace and embody the Christ presence as my life. This is my destiny to remember that the Christ presence is my true identity. And I am grateful and thankful that this is my holy responsibility. This is my work to do. I choose it. I accept it. And it is done. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're walking the talk and we're living the love. And as we go into the break, I'm going to invite you to go to jenniferhadley.com, the Masterful Living page there. You'll see the ad right on the home page. If you click through, you can get my free Relationship Harmony Workshop. It's free for your download. Just sign up. It's yours. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're back, and we're talking about healing disappointment. And uh, again, I just want to mention that I did a free class on Saturday uh, called Relationship Harmony, and it's going to be up for uh, a couple more days here. It's on the Masterful Living page at jenniferhadley.com. So if you go to jenniferhadley.com, you see the ad there with the big heart for Masterful Living, click through, and then there's going to be a uh, either a pop-up or you can scroll down and get that free class, Relationship Harmony. I've had a tremendous response to it. People have found it very, very helpful. And and I'll also mention that while you're there, check out the information about Masterful Living. It's my year-long course. We start January 1st. First class is January 1st. And uh, it's all about living a course of miracles and truly embodying it. And it says in uh, this chapter 2, the section on fear and conflict, the first corrective step in undoing the error is to know first that the conflict is an expression of fear. And fear is an expression of judgment. It is actually when we have a judgment, when we have an opinion, we're actually affirming separation. We're saying, separation works for me, and I believe that I am separate from God, and that's how I give myself permission to judge. It's because I like the idea of separation. I am enjoying it. I appreciate it. I am affirming it by choosing to judge. So literally, our judgments are what keep separation in place in our mind keeps us identified with the ego so when we go into these holiday situations it brings up all the unhealed judgments it brings up the ancient disappointments regrets hurts the guilt the shame and the blame now in the past I would look at that and go, oh, here we go again, and, and be in that expectation of disappointment. But I've learned instead, oh, this is an extraordinary, wonderful, beneficial opportunity to finally bring the light of love to these ancient hurts and disappointments. And this is my holy opportunity. No one else can do this work for me. However, with the higher Holy Spirit self, when we're in that divine partnership, we're not going it alone, then the Holy Spirit really and truly can do the heavy lifting. All that's required is our willingness. 
So we can have a little bit of willingness and that will go a long way. But let us cultivate the mindset of total willingness. So that's what I'd like to share about this week. I'm going to take a sip of my spiritual espresso here. So, (laughs) so here's what I learned to do and it totally turbo charged my healing. I learned to walk into every family holiday gathering, every situation and say, from the Lord God of my being, beloved, I am that I am. I am totally willing to recognize that the healing in this family is my responsibility. I am the fulcrum point. Let me be the one. And what I learned to do is to to look for the opportunities to go first, to look for the opportunities to choose love in each and every moment, to choose forgiveness, to surrender the judgments. So when people in my family, in those holiday gatherings, even at holiday parties at work and things like that, I learned if their people would make snarky comments, sarcastic comments, that instead of making them wrong or bad, or instead of making an even more sarcastic comment, or a hurtful comment, which was my old way to defend myself with sarcasm and attack and teasing and things like that. Instead, I learned to open my heart and experience these things as a cry for love. And what I learned is when I am willing to be loving, I am healed because love is the healer. So I started to look for every opportunity to have my healing through being loving. And the more I could be loving, the more healing I experienced. So I decided, check this out, catch this. I decided to let the past be the past. To be in the past, I literally began to do as Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. And to say, whatever happened to me in my past, all the unhealed hurts, resentments, regrets, and disappointments, right now I am placing them on the holy altar fire of divine love. Divine love is my justice. So I literally decided it's not important to explain how I felt and how I feel. It's not important to make people understand what I went through and what happened. Because as long as I'm in that mindset, I'm still in judgment I do not need, nor do I wish to be the judger who judges. Because I've learned that the judger always feels judged. And the truest act of compassion is simply to release the judgment. And to say, forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. So I began to say to myself, forgive them, Jennifer, they know not what they do. You see, because here's the other thing that eludes many of us spiritual students for many, many, many years. A true understanding of the oneness really is that there is no other. And so our experiences and situations, our history, and the meaning that we make of it is all up to us. It's all a projection of our mind. Perception is projection. The meaning that we make of it is projection. So our experiences serve one holy purpose. And that is our learning. So as long as we think we have to explain things to other people or make them understand it, 
It's really, we're talking to ourselves. We don't understand it. We don't understand what anything is for. And I started to realize, I don't know what anything is for. Oh my God, all these years I've been making the meaning out of all these things, when in truth I do not know what anything is for. I don't know what anything is for. And so I can stop trying to convince myself that I do. Because that convincing, looking for the meaning of it from the ego's point of view only leads to suffering because the ego only has one point of view and that's judgment. It only has one point of view that's lack and attack, limitation and separation. All thoughts produce form at some level. The form that those judgments produce is upset, emotional upset. And then if we're making choices and decisions about our relationships from upset, if we're making choices like, I'm never going to talk to you again, I'm never going to come here again, I'm never going to go through this again, we're simply adding fuel to the fire of our suffering. And I speak because I know this is what I did for decades. But when I decided to be that fulcrum point of love, when I decided to teach only love, because that is what I am, everything in my life began to heal and change. You see, because as long as I withheld love, which is what I would do out of my disappointments, out of the old hurts, I would withhold love. I would be holding back, being kind, being patient, being generous, being thoughtful, being loving. And who was deprived when I was withholding love? Me, because love is my healer. But you see, I didn't really understand what love was. Because I was giving in order to get. I was controlling and manipulating. I thought that's what love was. I thought that love was giving to get. So I would do things like cook a meal, a Thanksgiving meal, in order to get appreciation. I would bring lots of food and presents in order to get appreciation, in order to feel good about myself. But those kinds of behaviors, giving to get, invariably lead to disappointment. So the way that we heal disappointment is we move out of the ego mindset of giving to get. And we decide... I am here to be the perfect giver and receiver of love. That is what I am here for. That is the holy purpose of my life. One of the things I'd like to point out is that as someone who shares A Course in Miracles and has been doing so for years and sharing freely, as well as teaching classes that cost money, both. I offer many, many classes that are totally free, like the Relationship Harmony one that you can find at jenniferhadley.com on the homepage there, uh, through the Masterful Living page. I offer so many things for free. I can't give to get. And I can't even offer my cars in order to get money. I charge a price for my Masterful Living course, for my Finding Freedom class, for some of the things that I offer in order to pay my staff. Some people tithe to me, and that's wonderful because that really helps me to pay my personal expenses, my living expenses and things like that. And I'm grateful for that. But I don't want to be giving to get because that's living in expectation and that invariably brings disappointment. 
So for all the light workers of the world, one of the things that we get to do is we get to heal massive amounts of disappointment, the habits and patterns of disappointment through literally stopping giving to get. All I have taught so many relationship workshops and invariably one of the common things that people would like help with is they don't feel appreciated. They don't feel appreciated by their friends, they don't feel appreciated in their workplace, and they don't feel appreciated in their family. And what I've learned is that any time that you are giving in order to get something, you're controlling and manipulating, that is the truth of it, and you will not feel appreciated. People who give to get don't feel appreciated. So I'm going to invite you right now just to turn uh, inward and start to recognize any place in your life where you are not feeling appreciated. Are you giving to get? If you're not feeling appreciated, are you giving to get? If you're giving to get, then your spiritual practice isn't strong enough. Your spiritual practice does not have enough emphasis on love. It's not deeply, truly healing. And you can open your heart and mind to receive a more healing spiritual practice it will be given to you absolutely one of the things with people who don't feel appreciated they don't feel masterful they don't feel powerful and the reason really is is because you're not taking a stand for love you're giving to get only the ego gives to get and the ego gives to get because the ego is a thought system Of lack and limitation. For the ego, there's never enough. So the ego keeps itself alive in your mind by enticing you with giving to get. The ego keeps itself alive in your mind by enticing you to have expectations which lead to disappointments. And then you know what happens to the light workers of the world? They start to feel like they're not that spiritual. They start to feel like they're a fake. And they start to doubt God deeply. And they start to doubt whether or not they have the ability to truly heal their heart. Because they constantly set themselves up for the same disappointments again and again and again. At least I know that from my own experience. I did that year after year after year after year, every single holiday. And remember for me, Thanksgiving being right at the time of my birthday, (laughs) I would energize the three major holidays of my life. My birthday, Thanksgiving, and Christmas with an expectation of disappointment. And I was never disappointed. In my, I got disappointed every year. <laughs> so that, that expectation was always fulfilled. And it caused me so much pain and suffering. And then what happened was, like I said, I would feel that I did not have what it took. And because think about this, for me, I had been studying spiritual teachings and books for decades studying these things for decades over and over reading these books and studying these principles even as a science of mind practitioner in ministerial school still re-experiencing the same thoughts of lack and limitation the same expectations the same disappointments over and over and over again how how could i not 
feel that something was wrong with me. If I'm studying all this spiritual principle and teaching year after year after year, and yet still experiencing the same resentments and disappointments and hurts year after year after year. How could I not, if I'm doing this repeatedly, start to think and draw the conclusion something is terribly wrong with me i am spiritually stupid i don't have what it takes to do this i'm not strong enough i'm not dedicated i'm not devoted i'm not committed my life is a mess i say i'm not gonna drink or overeat at the holidays and I I re-energize all these disappointments and hurts and regrets and resentments. And then I feel compelled to drown myself in the food and alcohol and the cigarettes and all these things. Secretly smoking, secretly drinking. I did all those things. So this is why I share. Let's just keep it real. None of that is necessary. You can become the fulcrum point of love in your life and prove to yourself and to the ego that you have what it takes. You are the love of God. Love is our healer, and love is always available to be expressed and revealed through us if we choose it. I invite you to go to jenniferhadley.com during the break and see if you, you it makes sense to you on the Magical Living page to download that Relationship Harmony class that I just did. It's free for you. So many people have told me it's really helped them already. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles at Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love and we are walking the talk and we're getting her done. (laughs) I'll be right back. Guidance and direction are bubbling up from your soul all the time, even at night. But do you hear your soul when it calls? Do you recognize it? Do you trust it? Can you trust it? How can you be certain you are hearing the voice of your precious soul? Janet Connor teaches five wisdom habits that help you hear your soul, recognize and trust its guidance, and begin to take action to create a truly beautiful life. Learn the wisdom habit of divine dialogue in Writing Down Your Soul. How to live a life of integrity in Soul Vows. And discover your soul's unique purpose in Check the Box. If you long to create a soul-directed life, visit JanetConnor.com and explore all five courses in her signature series, Your Soul Wants Five Things. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk.
I do invite you, if you go to iTunes and sign up for the podcast, or if you're listening to this on podcast, if you haven't already done so, would you write a review? The more people who write a review of this show at iTunes, the more iTunes uh, shows it to people who are searching for Course in Miracles things. So uh, I appreciate that, and it's, it's wonderful. I, I really appreciate your taking the time to do that. So we're talking about having a dedicated spiritual practice is really what we're talking about of love. That's what I mean by saying to, to, to start to look for the opportunities to be the loving presence in your life. And so for me, one of the greatest realizations was to move out of standing there expecting to be disappointed that my family, my friends, my coworkers weren't more loving. Or to be disappointed in myself for not being more loving. I decided to actively search for the opportunities to be compassionate and kind and generous and loving with no expectation, no attachment whatsoever, not giving to get, but simply because it gave me an opportunity to experience more healing because I was in my loving heart. And love is the healer. And that practice really worked for me. It transformed my life. And what I've absolutely learned for myself is that I deeply desire to awaken to the Christ presence as my true awareness. And I believe what Jesus said, even more shall you do, that, that we can do it, you know, to, to have no fear, to be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. I'm interested in building on that. And I believe that that is the golden opportunity that we have, uh, living and studying A Course in Miracles. But I, I've encountered so many people who study A Course in Miracles without truly living it. And that's why I, my focus is on living it, because I... I studied so many spiritual books for decades, and it did not give me the traction. It did not give me the healing. It did not give me the lift off that I, in my gut, intuitively knew was possible. And so for me, what I've come to see and what A Course in Miracles teaches us is that the only way to have a spiritual awakening is through consistent practice, through placing our trust and faith in love, in God. But if we're inconsistent, we're not going to <clears throat> feel that it's even possible for us to do that. But it is. It is possible to have a real spiritual success, no matter how resistant or blocked you feel. This I know. Because I used to feel like I was depraved, despicable, unhealable, lost absolutely lost i did feel that and i understand amazing grace i really do and this is why i offer so much support to folks who would like to do this folks who are really interested in doing this because you'll be amazed like i've been amazed that it's actually possible for me jennifer hadley to do this level of work is it used to be amazing to me and now i just know it's possible for everyone and it really becomes fun. So one of the things I've been thinking about is I've been I was doing that relationship harmony class over the weekend, the one that's on the Masterful Living page at jenniferhadley.com that you can go and get for free. When I was doing that this weekend and preparing for it and preparing this morning for the radio show, I was thinking about, so here I am in Cambria, California, and for eight or nine days, I've rented a house with uh, some of my best girlfriends, who are also my longtime Precious Prayer partners, and um, before I dedicated myself to doing this work, even though I was a uh, spiritual practitioner and had read, you know, every all the works of Joel Goldsmith and Ernest Holmes and all these things that studied and studied and studied and studied. I would actually be concerned about spending a week with my best friends because I would have 
a concern, a fear, and even uh, almost an expectation of that I would say something or do something that would hurt their feelings and it would ruin our friendship. I would, I used to live in fear of that all the time because I, I have said the most hurtful and damaging things to my loved ones. And I've had to release all judgment against myself for that. I've had to have self-compassion. I've had to learn self-love. And I'm so grateful, so grateful that I did that work because now I can share with others that it's possible that no matter how low you might feel ever at any point, that low, you can rise to a height that is so much higher than that low. As low as you can go, you can go so much higher. And it's worth making the trip. And it takes a little willingness. It does. It takes the willingness to say, I'm going to be the fulcrum point in my family. And to start to look at opportunities when it's you're sitting there and you're thinking, oh, who's going to go first here? I'm not going to go first. I'm going to withhold to say, oh, I'll go first. Be me, me, me. I get to go first. Yay! I'll be the loving presence in my family. Great. I can do this. I got this. Because I'm partnered up with the higher Holy Spirit self. Oh, I thank you. You are my answered prayer. Thanks for joining with me. What I'm telling you is A Course in Miracles is a program of love. And it's healing. Let's commit to living it moment by moment together. With our hand on our heart, we declare that we are fully worthy of the love that God is. We're willing to be the love of our life. We're willing to be that fulcrum point in our family and have relationship harmony. To be truly masterful. To feel free to love to share, to give, without expectation, without possibility of disappointment. We're willing to give every hurt from the past to the higher Holy Spirit self for healing and to simply know true love is what we are. In grace and gratitude, we let it be as we share the benefits with everyone. In grace and gratitude, we know it's done, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Please go to jenniferhadley.com, the Masterful Living page. Pick up your Relationship Harmony free class. Download it, share it with friends. I love you. Have a great Thanksgiving.